Hi, and welcome to the Joyous to Be podcast. I'm your host, Dasha, and I'm so happy to have you here. Okay, imagine the life where you feel excited as you wake up every morning, where you love what you do and you feel inspired and you love the people you're going to interact with, where you feel safe and confident and calm and peaceful and happy and joyous to just be and live and explore this beautiful life looking forward to miracles that you know are on their way to you, where you trust God and are ready to co-create your amazing life with the universe, leading your people to a better, high-quality, abundant life full of magic. This is where I'm going, and on this podcast, I share with you what I learned on my way there, how to fall in love with yourself and how to believe in your dreams, how to build beautiful relationships with people around you, how to set healthy boundaries and how to stay sane and learn to trust your gut, how to shift through fears and let things be easy, and many, many more things we need to master on our way to that beautiful life. So, are you coming with me? Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. So as I promised in my previous episode, I'm here to share with you my love story, my relationship story and like my um, point A and my point B. And I will try to make it short actually because I think, I feel that like this is a topic that I can talk about for hours and um, I want to just give you an idea of where I come from. And um, for that, I need to mention that I come from a family, um, like, um, how do I say this? I have both mom and dad. And my grandparents, my dad's parents, they are also like they've been together for what like i don't know how many years actually like i am 30 and my dad is 50 like what 51 and he's the first child so i guess like they're together they've been together like what for 50 years or so a little bit more than 50 years and um, this is the, like, you could say that the atmosphere in my family is um, healthy, but uh, how do I say this without throwing my whole family under the bus? I will just, let's just, um, uh, I will just share with you what I was taught about relationship in my family. And what I was taught, and I want to also tell you that this is going to be a girl talk. I know that men are listening to my podcast, and you're welcome to listen, uh, but it's just that this is going to be a girl talk because, you know, because I'm a girl, and I know that I'm going to be sharing things girls connect with a lot. And so what I was taught about relationship was that you're not always going to do what you want. Sometimes you will have to put up with something that you're not cool with because relationship is, you know, a two-way street. And in order to have your needs met, you need to sacrifice something. And you sometimes need to, like, for example, have sex when you don't want to have sex. 
uh, or you want like you need to go somewhere and visit like i don't know your family relatives um your family relatives your relatives when you don't want to and like stuff like that also that you need to work hard on the way you look so your husband wouldn't leave you or your boyfriend wouldn't leave you you need to be on top of the game all the time looking as glamorous as well groomed as you possibly can and sometimes even impossibly so a man wouldn't leave uh what else was there that um you need to be sexy like you need your man to want you all the time because you know all men want sex and like if you can't be sexy for him then like what's the point in a relationship so all men want sex and you need to be sexy all the time and also when your man is aroused like if your man is horny because you look sexy all the time it's kind of your fault so if he wants to have sex with you then like you don't always have to want that but you cannot say no otherwise there will be another woman uh, who will say yes and he will leave you for her um what else that all women by default are hypersensitive and that we don't need to be that sensitive because it's okay that men are masculine and masculine means that they can say something rude they can offend you they can handle a woman's tears and like you need to hide your emotions and be strong uh otherwise they you're not considered equal and um yeah you need to hide your emotions and that you need to walk on the eggshells basically every time you speak to a man because you don't want to you know criticize them you don't want to be like extremely rude and you don't want to provoke them somehow and you like and being super sensitive and feeling hurt is that too is the way how you mm, provoke men like is the way to make them unhappy and again if they are unhappy uh, they will find somebody else who will make them happy and like you will be alone i'm trying to remember um, something else like fundamental uh life roles relationship roles that i was given when i was a child but i can't remember the only thing i just remembered because i said a child was that um like ever since i was like nine or maybe even seven uh the biggest compliment <laughs> my family <laughs> thought that they were giving me was that oh i am already so grown up and so beautiful that i'm going to be somebody's bride soon and i hated it i just hated it like i had a feeling back then that the only way i am valuable is that i'm gonna be somebody's wife soon and like that's the only option and this is why uh, as i said in my previous episode i spend all my 20s hating the fact that i'm beautiful i hated the fact that i'm beautiful because a man didn't see my 
mind, didn't see my soul, didn't see my my brain, my you know, my personality behind my looks. And I used to ask all my boyfriends the same question uh, when I was younger, like, why do you love me? Because I, I honestly didn't understand why. And they would always say, like, you're beautiful. And I'd be like, okay, and what else? And well, you have beautiful eyes. Okay, and what else? Well, your voice is beautiful. And basically, like, because of the beauty that I was, and I felt that I felt like they just didn't see me. And they didn't, because I'm also an INFJ personality type, and I tend to hide, um, and like I didn't feel necessary to actually speak up and talk about my interests, because, because like what if they don't get me and what if i'm because of this alone and i think that with my story as my story unfolds i will share with you some other things that were taught to me by my family but for now like that's all i remember and so i was always the long-term relationship girl type <laughs> did i even say it correctly like i always had long-term relationships always and so my first boyfriend was my boyfriend for a year and a half and um our relationship started when i was over him already i had a major crush on him when i was at school in high school and um like at the night we graduated, he decided to like to ask me if I want to be his girlfriend. And I was like, I'm over you already, but I've like I wanted to be with you for so long. Maybe there is something there still. And I agreed to have a relationship with him. And um, we tortured each other for a year and a half. He tortured me and I tortured him. Uh, and that relationship caused so much trauma that I had to heal when I started my, you know, spiritual growth and self-development journey. Like this was the most traumatic relationship, but simply because it was the longest and simply because it was um, my first relationship. And basically, like, if everything I knew about relationship before that was just in theory, then I just put it all into practice. And then I had uh, an actual experience, an actual traumatic experience. And I had a lot to heal from that relationship. I was 17, he was 17 too. Um, both of us were virgins. And um, like the sexual experience was just terrifying to, to remember. Not like I wasn't abused, although there was this um, one memory, like before even we had sex he once like we dated for four months and he let me know that like it's time that his friends are asking already 
whether we had sex or not. And I was like, okay, I guess it's time, but I don't feel ready, but it's time. But he says it's time and I don't feel ready. But like, you know, I was taught that if a man wants sex, I need to give him sex because otherwise, like, I will be a terrible girlfriend and his friends are laughing at him already. And so you can imagine how wonderful my first experience was. But other than that, um, like, that was the relationship where all my limiting beliefs came true. Like, all my limiting beliefs showed up in the real-life experience where um, I didn't feel heard or seen. I didn't feel that I could be authentic. I felt like he just saw my body and he was attracted to my body and there was a lot of trauma based on that limiting idea that I carried through many, many, many years after that. And basically we had nothing in common, but I was a chameleon who tried to, you know, like he also, this experience was traumatic for him too, because I was fake all this time, because I didn't speak my truth. I didn't know how to set my boundaries. I didn't know that I could set standards for my relationship. And like, if he wasn't okay with it, then like, he's welcome to leave anytime he wants. Uh, and like, every time I would try to say something, like to actually speak my truth, he would just be very insensitive and rude about this and I would just give up and I remembered one specific situation where um, he was visiting me like we were uh, at my place and I said that I'm I like that I hate cooking and I'm not gonna cook ever in my entire life and he just said like you won't have a choice like what are you talking about women cook you don't have a choice. And it made me so pissed. And at the same time, I gave up. I was like, there's no point in talking to you about this. Like, you don't get me. And so, like, our every conflict would be like this. I would just start talking about something. And then I would uh, just, like, he would uh, not welcome that part of me. And I would just shut down and stop talking at all. And the only thing that pulled me through, actually, in the in that relationship was the fact that I was smoking back then. And he didn't like the fact that I was smoking, of course. And uh, I would hide from him. And I would go to the university and I would smoke there. And since he was meeting me after my last class and we would walk home... Uh, together and I didn't smoke before my um, last class so so I wouldn't smell like you know cigarettes and he would find out anyway because he had friends in my university and maybe he could still smell the the smell the smoke and um, and that was one thing I was not ready to give up for him because Back then, I was, like, this was my first rebellious act. I was, you know, my own, I felt like my own person because I smoked and I was doing something that I chose to do and, like, that my parents disapproved and I did it anyway. Like, I felt powerful because of this. 
and he tried to make me stop smoking by giving me, you know, speeches and by uh, hurting himself. Like he wants to pick my, took my cigarette, and he just like uh, put it. What's the word? Ex- extinguished it in his in the palm of his hand, and then he showed me the scar, not the scar, like the wound, and said, "This is like this doesn't hurt as much." as seeing you killing yourself like with a cigarette something like that and i was like i was i didn't care that much about him like i didn't care so much about that that at that moment i thought that actually cigarettes cost money and you just ruined one like what the hell are you doing i didn't say it out loud because i knew that he expected a different reaction from me but i was like oh I will try to quit, but you know, it's hard. But basically, like, I didn't give a shit about this back then. And so this relationship lasted for a year and a half. And then, like, smoking was one of the reasons where that I used to break up with him. That you try, like I said, my final speech was that you try to make me someone that i'm not and i'm not willing to change for you like when i feel like quitting smoking then i will quit smoking and there's nothing you can do about this and so after that there was a bunch of other relationships they they were all long term they were like and long term for me is like around eight months not less than eight months and they were all like sex was at the same level like i don't want to but if i say no then he will leave me and then i can't leave him even though i don't like him because like uh, at least he is something someone that i know and i know what to expect from him and um like what if i break up with this one and i won't find anybody else well what if i break up with this one and the next one is gonna be worse and all this process of getting to know each other with the new person like all the first dates and stuff like that felt so disgusting that i didn't even want to finish this relationship to then be looking for another one and being not in a relationship was weird because like back then everybody else was in a relationship and like and that was the question number one from all the relatives and all the people that i would meet after some time of not seeing them it's like hi dasha how are you so are you seeing someone how is your love life and it was like you're supposed to have a love life because otherwise like there's something wrong with you and so that was my aim also too Uh, to have a love life because like i felt that if i don't have a love life then there's not there's something wrong with me like if i haven't dated somebody for a few months then like i need to be on the market because like otherwise there's there must be something wrong with me and like i feel incomplete because i need to be in a relationship where relationship then ends up being a pain in the butt and i want out and it was like um you know a vicious circle but yeah i had all kinds of relationships where um my boyfriends were unfaithful and where um they would 
choose somebody else over me and just leave me but it was just a couple of times and um, usually I was the one who left because I would be just silent and tolerating stuff that I didn't want to tolerate and then at some point I would be just done and over and I would be just slamming the door closed and just never coming back. And then I also had a bunch of crushes where like I had a crush and, and the guy I had a crush on uh, didn't care about me and I felt not worthy and I felt that he didn't you know pick me and and uh, there's there must be something wrong with me and then uh, I started dating the first guy again like six years later after six, six years after we broke up we met again and um, I was desperate back then because I was just out of the relationship where the guy left me because he fell in love with his ex, the one he was dating before me. And um, I felt so wounded. I felt that I like there. I didn't. I wasn't needed. I wasn't worthy. No one wanted me. And like there must be something terribly wrong with me. And I met him. And I thought that, okay, you loved me, so you're gonna be the one I'm gonna be with. And back then he dated another woman. He was cheating on her with me. And um, and he was telling all the stuff that men tell in these situations, that our relationship is not um, passionate anymore and we're just, you know, sleeping together I mean like we're sleeping in the same bed but like there there were no feelings and blah 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 and this is why I'm with you because with you I feel alive and na 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 and all this stuff and at some point where I asked him like are you going to talk to her like you've been cheating on her for a while and um you are with me now like when are you going to be fully with me instead of lying to her and just giving me uh, you know all the free time that you have which is not much and I want more of you and like I want to to build serious relationship with you and this is when he told me that he loved me but he was not ready to break up with her to be with me I remember that day clearly I was lying on the floor crying my heart out and my soul out because it was like this was the painful feeling that he didn't choose me that I lost like there is this other girl that apparently is better than me and I don't get it like but he said he loved me and at the same time loving me was not enough for him to break up with her like what's that about and I felt so hurt that I texted him that um, I, I at least want sex from him like I didn't want to lose him and I thought that maybe if I offer sex then at some point later um, he will choose me and he of course agreed to that and he would just come to me, come to my place to have sex, and then he would leave. And it you you could imagine how terribly, how terrible I felt back then. 
because like my self-esteem was crushed into pieces and and I felt so betrayed by myself that I didn't want to even you know I, I couldn't deal with this I just i Every time I had sex with him, I was betraying myself because, you know, later I also uh, found out that I am asexual. I mean, um, I'm on the asexual spectrum because I do want sex, I do love sex, but I need to have this connection with the person. I love people for their personality. This is why I was never actually attracted to bad guys because I like personality came personality personality came first um, and I don't need as much sex like uh, once a month is absolutely fine and like this is enough sex for me and uh, this is why it was also like uh, I was betraying myself so much at that time but then at some point I managed to put my shit together and break up with him because I was done I realized that like he's fine and he doesn't want to change anything in his life anymore uh, that now he has like the best of two worlds and um, I remember I like I, I clearly remember the song that helped me was Beyonce's song Irreplaceable where she's saying that since I'm not your everything how about I'll be nothing and like this is basically the phrase I told him when I was breaking up with him and after that he tried to you know to reach out to call me to ask me out on a date and I was like no no I'm done like this is this is the tendency I had in all my uh, relationship where I would be just tolerating too much and then I would be like a rising phoenix and I'd be like no that's it like there's nothing you can do now to change stuff like I already formed an opinion about you and after that I had a long-term relationship with a man who was 20 years older than I was. He worked in the same company that I worked in. And um, when we started talking, when we started dating, I felt that he sees me. I felt that he sees my intelligence. He sees me, like my soul. And like, yeah, he appreciated my looks but he loved having deep conversations with me and ask for my opinion on things. And um, I finally felt seen and I thought that, okay, I'm done with all those boys who don't get me. Uh, now I'm with a grown man who appreciates me and who sees the woman that I am, incredible, kind-hearted amazing and I, like I felt so happy but you know what I said again in my previous episode is that even when you change or did I even say it I can't remember or maybe I just drawn all about it and I said that phrase there that you can change circumstances you can change like you can put yourself from the surroundings that you're in right now and put yourself in a totally different surroundings in a totally different world but you will be carrying yourself with you 
And so since I didn't know how to be in a relationship, uh, I mean, since I didn't know how to be any other way in a relationship than I used to be before, I kept betraying myself, kept betraying myself um, when I didn't want to have sex and he did. I kept betraying myself when I didn't, didn't speak up, didn't tell my truth, didn't tell didn't share with him my opinion uh, on like on things and uh, what ended up happening is that he loved our deep conversations where he was talking and I was listening and um, and since and and when I tried to speak up when I tried to share my opinion on different subjects he would be like um you know not appreciative and he would um end up just saying that like i don't have enough experience and blah 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 and like you don't get me and um yeah and also since there was a big um, age difference between us he sometimes used to say things like yeah you don't get me you just you you too young you don't get it like when you will be my age you will understand and my self-esteem was very low again and i put his interests first and i didn't want to you know have fights with him because because then i would have to break up with him and then i will be alone again and I wanted to make it work, so I was trying to be quiet and nice so he would like me. You know, all the same stuff, the same story in all the relationship. And also my mom didn't help much because because um, she was, she really liked uh, discussing how I am bad with men, how I don't know how to build a relationship and how I need to listen to her. And her way of building relationship was manipulative where she would, uh, like, she didn't know how to, um, talk about her feelings with my dad. And like, she, like the advice she gave was not actually helpful. And so when I broke up with him, and I just, I led him to breaking up with me, actually, because he started uh, drinking and I was also tolerating him. I was, I remember also like very graphic situation, um, very graphic example of our relationship closer to the end where um, he came home drunk and he wanted sex and I didn't want sex. And I told him that, no, you're drunk. I don't want to have sex with you when you're drunk. But he kept insisting and he kept saying that I'm, you know, spoiled. And like there were like 17 women in, in the bar who would have sex with him. And he was faithful and he came home to me. And now I need to be grateful and have sex with him. And I, and I say, no, like what's wrong with me? And I said, yes. And I said, yes. And I said, okay, like it's easier to say yes than explain why not. And we started kissing and then he just stopped it. And he said, you know what? It feels like I'm raping you and I'm not that. I'm not a rapist. And so, um, and he left. And I felt like he 
Like I said yes and he didn't want me again. It was like I made it about me. I made it that, yeah, what's wrong with me? And um, like even, and I also made it, I, I also felt upset about myself because I agreed to betray myself when even he saw that it was unhealthy. And yeah, I felt so hurt. And so um, the next day or like a few days later when he came home, he came home drunk and he like the, 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 story, the story repeated. He wanted sex and I said no. And he started sell, t telling all the same crap that you need somebody, like you need a young boy who will be um, saying yes to all your needs and desires. You need to find a mindless boy because I'm a grown-up man. You cannot manipulate me and blah, blah, blah. And um, at that point, I said, so what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? And he said that you need to find somebody else. And I was like, okay, fine, we're done. And I left. I, I took my cats. We had three cats back then. I took them all. <laughs> and uh, I just... Um, I was lucky enough to have on uh, my own apartment back then. I lived with him, but I had my own apartment, and so I had a place to go. And I just left. And the next morning, I tried again to make it work. I wrote to him and said, like, maybe we can we can figure it out. And he was drunk. Again, it was my luck that he was still drunk back then. And he said, like, F you. Uh, I don't, like, we have nothing to talk about. And I was like, okay, I spent a sleepless night trying to come up with an, with an idea of how to make it work. And you don't want to see me after that. Like, you screwed up and you are acting like this. And I was like, fine, we're done. And so, like, the next day when he was at work, I ordered a car and I packed all the stuff. Like, within three hours, I was gone and, like, he came home and there was nothing that could remind him about me. And after that, I accepted the fact that I don't want to be in a relationship anymore. That I don't know how to build a healthy relationship that my mom doesn't know either and that I need to learn. I found back then, by the time, by that time, I found a Russian coach, relationship coach, and I was listening to her YouTube videos. And I realized that I don't know how to build a relationship. There's too much to work on. And I'm ready to, you know, to stop dating, to stop looking for men and to first gather all the knowledge that I can gather to build a better relationship. And this is a story for the next episode. Uh, what happened after that? I will name this episode My Story Part 1 and the next episode will be My Story Part 2. And yeah, um, I hope it was like... Yeah, I can say I hope it was useful <laughs> because it was just sharing my crappy relationship experiences. And uh, yeah, I just can hope that it resonates with you because I know the way out. I can help with the way out and I will share uh, my way out in my next episode. So you guys let me know um, if it resonates. Let me know if you heard something that reminded you of you. And um, if you've been in this place, if you had these experiences, there is a better way. There is a better 
um, way of building relationship, there is a better way of being, there is a way to build up your self-esteem, you can get out of this mess and I'm gonna share with you um, in the next episode how I did that. Thank you for listening. See ya! Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something useful. If you did, please leave a review and rate my podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.